Hello there, boys and girls. Welcome back to another episode of the Uninformed Podcast, the flagship podcast of mediocre knowledge seekers everywhere. I'm your host, Ethan, and I'm joined by Zach. Hey, what's up, Ethan? What up, what up? And Jared. I'm now going uh, as Big Daddy. Thank you. Hello. That, that's right. That's right. Because <laughs> Big Daddy Jay is out of town this week. So Woo-hoo! we're wishing him a speedy recovery and a return back from vacation. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of vacation, what do we get on vacation, boys? Sunburn. Relaxation. Relaxation, sunburn. Yep, yep. Yeah. That's right. PTO. It's completely, completely PTO. unrelated to this podcast. Ethan, do you prefer so, uh, vacation or staycation? <laughs> Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I prefer vacation. Okay. Yeah. I definitely want to get out. Yeah. But yeah, so this has nothing to do with this episode because this week's episode, we're talking about a problem. The food is the problem. And if you're an avid listener of this podcast, then you'll know that Jared did a lovely episode about veganism. Vegan. And in that episode, that's right, that's right. And in that episode, he said that cattle grazing contributes to 15% of the global greenhouse gas emissions, a.k.a. cow farts. Whoa. Gross. That's right. So that's pretty high, obviously. But it's a sacrifice that most people are willing to make to get their fried chicken and burgers. Am I right? Yeah. Let's go. Give us that greasy food. That's right. That's right. But what about vegans? What about vegetarians? They're not willing to make that sacrifice, right? They, they're not going to kill animals just so they can get a little quick fix of their red meat. Mm. In fact, they have a bunch of reasons for their particular way of life. They have ethical reasons, right? Animal welfare, harsh living conditions and careless slaughter, environmental impacts, livestock being a large contributor to greenhouse gases. Mm-hmm. Religious beliefs, that's a big one. I bet you guys didn't think about mm. S- sacrificing animals in an unholy way. That's what Tish does every night. Oh, you know it. <laughs> food, food sustainability, right? Plant-based diets, they just require a lot less resources. A specifically, lot more ener- Yeah, energy, food, and water, though. En- or, I'm sorry, energy, land, and water. Um, so, you know, ve- vegans do have a couple points, uh, a couple heavy hitters there that uh, are in their favor, which Jared already went over in his episode. But there is a solution to all that, and the solution is not what Jared said in his episode. Whoa, you're going mean, to make me sound like a big, dumb <laughs> no. no, 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 no. You could become a vegan, right? Uh-huh. But who wants to do that? What if I told you that there's a new type of meat that solves every single one of those issues? A meat that's ethical, sustainable, holy, and environmentally friendly. It could free up one million square miles of land in the U.S., which is now dedicated to cattle. And for context, the U.S. is about 3.8 million square miles, so over 25% of our land in the U.S. is dedicated to livestock. Any ideas about what this new food, this meat, could be? Is it a man-made meat? Man-made meat, that's that's one option. I don't know what that would mean. Like spam but... in a can. Okay, spam, all right, something like spam. Tish, yeah, I was gonna say, what do you think? Is it made from like bugs and grub and the filth of the okay. earth they just compile it all in one substance and it looks like a pretty good meat right but it's all, all right the well, those are a couple of good earth. theories no, no. tish you have to no. eat a hundred ants to get like six grams of protein wait really yeah and how does jared know this 
Well, there must be there must be thousands of ants in that burger then. From experience, I assume. Yeah, no, these are good guesses, but it's a lot simpler than that, boys. It's a lot easier. It's not even the vegan burger, Ooh. which maybe some of you at home were thinking about. The answer is real meat. What? Oh, wait, wait, wait! I got it! I got it! What oh, is it? This is so obvious. It was staring right at me. Starfish. They regrow their limbs. <laughs> we grow them in hybrid <laughs> factories, and it's a nonstop cycle of nonstop meat. Yeah, endless food oh, I never, glitch. I never right thought about there. that. Yeah, endless food glitch right there. That's a good solution. Shoot. Yeah. All right, episode over, boys. <laughs> episode over. <laughs> Solution found. So that could be another episode, but that's not what I'm thinking about this episode. I heard that this new real meat just got approved for sale in the U.S. as of June 2023. Whoa. Depending on when you're listening on this, that's pretty recent. But it's, it is real meat. It's called cultivated meat. And it's kind of like propagating a flower. Like when you snip off a limb from a healthy flower and then regrow it in a, in a separate pot. So now you have two flowers from the single flower. Mm-hmm. Well, scientists, they figure out a way to take a small cell sample from a living farm animal and then grow those cells into meat in a lab. So it's like when you get a, like a mole removed at the doctor's, you just get a little skin tag removed, but then they figure out a way to grow that. Now, there, there's some special sauce that you need to get right to get the texture and the flavor, but once you get all that stuff right, you have lab-grown meat so that I w- tastes I was right. just, just like chicken. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're pretty much right. I was playing dumb earlier, but yeah, you were nice. right. Um, and, th- and that's because it literally is just chicken. It's just it's molecularly identical to real chicken. It's just grown in a lab, and so they've run taste tests between lab-grown chicken and the farm factory, you know, big chicken, uh, and people can't taste the difference because it's literally the same thing. Mm. It's just uh, not killing any animals. Now that all sounds good and dandy, right? It sounds hey, yeah. you know, if it can't taste the difference and it saves some animals and saves some land and energy, why not, right? It's not all pixies and flowers, boys. Okay, and maybe some of you at home are wondering, where can I try this meat, right? Well, like I mentioned earlier, it is available as of June of this year, so one month ago. And it's been available actually for years. Uh, The first lab-grown burger was tasted 10 years ago in 2013, but it's a little pricey. The 2013 burger I just said was a chunky $325,000. So yeah, that's a little little bit on on the high side, but... Ten years later, Wait, you know, for how twenty long? for a burger, for, a <laughs> for burger? one. Wow. Yeah, it was it was it's cutting edge technology, bro. Oh my god, lab grown burger. Dude, that's McDonald's for life, right there. <laughs> but hold on, hold on, hold on. That was ten years ago. They have gotten the price down, okay, in the past ten years. I don't even want to hear. It this. is now, it's now a mere, a mere seventeen dollars per pound, oh, which actually ooh. is a huge, obviously a huge decrease. Yeah. But still, it's expensive, and it takes it out of the realm of most food buyers. Um, and, and in fact, it's only available right now in some high-end restaurants in California because, of course, it is. So you're not going to be able to get it at a supermarket right now. Yeah, it's only going to be in these high-end restaurants. But who's to say that the price won't come down even further in the next 10 years? You know? Hmm. Who's to say? If it did, you know, you might be eating some. But we can talk about more about that in a minute I want to open it up, and I want to ask you these questions, boys, because this is where it gets a little bit philosophical. Maybe you turn on your brains for a little bit. Um, But if I pose this to you guys right now, you know, many cultures and religions around the world, they have stipulations on what food they can eat, right? Muslims, they can eat halal food. Jews, they eat kosher. Americans don't really give a flying crap what they eat. But, you know, some Americans, they're vegan or vegetarian. So there's different stipulations and rules about each of those different kinds of diets, but my question to you guys, and you know, maybe we could talk about this more, is cultivated meat halal, right? Because the animal isn't slaughtered. Mm-hmm. Is it kosher? Because the animal is never harmed. 
Is it vegetarian? Because it's sustainable and ethical and doesn't kill animals. So these are all actually ongoing debates right now in the food community, in the scientist community, because this new technology is when you mix the two worlds of science and sociology and you get some weird, funny things that happen at their boundary. That's all all information I have. I'm curious to see what you guys think. So I'm curious from this new lab-created meat, um, are there any side effects compared to meat that, like you said, like chickens that are growing in a farm, like fat content? How are the dietary labels on it? Yeah, well, it's just chicken. Just so, chicken. and in fact, because you don't kill the chicken, you could pick, you know, theoretically, you could pick the best chicken out of the bunch, you know, the one that was, you know, never harmed, yeah. that was, uh, what were they called, free grazing, you know, happy life, happy wife type deal chickens. Yeah. Take the cells from that chicken, that way you get the best meat, and then you can just keep doing that, theoretically. Now, I did say earlier that there's some special sauce required to get that whole, the texture yeah. right, you know, the. That take the flavor, and, and that's not like a hundred percent perfect. It's like I don't know, ninety eight, ninety nine percent right now. There's like a tiny, like one percent difference, but again, that just comes over time. You know, getting the recipe just right. So there's some differences, but dietarily, I think it's the same tissue. Okay. Ethan, that that's such a good question on whether it would be ethical or not. Because I'm trying to cite in my brain thinking about different religions. You know, like uh, Muslims yeah. with pork. You know, I'm trying to think. Yeah. You know, yep, yep, yep. You know, the cow is symbolic. You know, yeah. so that, in or, India you know, too, yeah, or yeah, so you know they don't eat exactly. It, it doesn't kill a cow, right? So if you're not right? killing a cow, but then again, you know, you're still eating the meat of what's supposed to be a cow, which I think the symbolism in that would then prevent them right. from doing that. Um, exactly. You know, so That's why we're right on this edge here yeah, of, yeah. of debate. It's 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 very interesting because I could see multiple religions going both ways because it's not like you know in the Bible or or the Torah or or any of those, the Quran, they write in, thou shalt not grow thy own meat, you know? Exactly, right? Yeah. That, uh, that's the thing, what, like, you know, when these religions were, excuse me, when these religions were made and the different, uh, not just religions, but different cultures, when they were all developed thousands of years ago, this is so alien. This is such a, I mean, literally, it's just it a foreign concept. reminds me of Aristotle almost, but the uh, planets and, like, the sun and stuff like that where everyone used to believe, no, there isn't. And, you know, it just changed philosophies, you know, like, you know, in the matter of, you know, a decade. Yeah, people think that Earth was at the center of the, the solar system. It wasn't heliocentric. But, yeah, obviously, we all know that the sun is the center yeah. right now. But for thousands of years, you know, you have to kill an animal in order to eat it. But what happens when you don't have to kill the animal to eat it? What happens if you can keep the animal alive, unslaughtered, unharmed, and still be able to eat the meat from it? You know, that's such a gray area. It's... It's just crazy. I've decided it's not vegan because it's still obtaining cells from an animal. That's right. Vegans, animal products. Technically, this is an animal product. So, in fact, I did ask our favorite friend, ChatGPT. I said, is cultivated meat vegetarian? And it said, cultivated meat, also known as lab-grown or cell-based meat, is a topic of ongoing debate within the vegetarian community. The definition of vegetarianism can vary among individuals and communities, and opinions on whether cultivated meat aligns with a vegetarian diet may differ. Traditional vegans, vegetarians rather, typically avoid consuming meat obtained from the slaughter of animals. But cultivated meat is produced by culturing animal cells in a lab, you know, without the need to raise or slaughter animals on a large scale. So from that perspective, some vegetarians might argue that cultivated meat can be considered a more ethical and sustainable alternative to conventionally farmed meat. So there's one viewpoint right there. 
Obviously, the other, other viewpoint is that it's still an animal product and therefore it's not vegan. But it's it's right on that fence, man. When new technology breaks ground, it's always yeah. right in the gray area, right on the fence. And we have to decide. I was thinking the same thing as chat GPT. Pretty much, pretty much exactly <laughs> the same. I bet it did. He stole the I words right did. from his head. So uh-huh. as far as the secret sauce, special sauce for this meat, um, do you mean like cultivating well, it with the right temperatures? There's a bunch of stuff. That, well, So the main thing yeah. is that like mayonnaise. You think about it like what you're, yeah. you're, what you're eating is a muscle, and a muscle has some directionality to it, right? So there's fibers that mm-hmm. go in a certain direction. Whereas if you just grow a meat and kind of a slurry of cells and, you know, either a, you know some sort of vessel yeah. some sort of test tube there's not really any directionality towards it right it might just grow in a clump and then propagate outwards from a clump and so that it wouldn't have the same texture yeah. that you're used to you have to do some special things and i don't know the specifics but you've got to do some special things to get the direction right so that you have fibers in a certain direction so some you get fat, some texture that, in yeah. a certain direction yeah well if fat's a different thing but oh, yeah. yeah i guess that's true the texture, yeah, the te- mainly yeah. the texture and flavor yeah ethan i'm curious to know more on this what do you want to know? When this is grown, have you seen pictures of it? Yeah, it, it just looks like meat. So it just it looks like a steak. Uh, so right now, like I said, the the places are, that it's available is a couple of restaurants in California, and they are only doing chicken. They're not doing the beef version of this yet. So the things that are out are chicken, and of that, I think they're doing like a minced chicken rather than like a breast, huh. because yeah, the way it grows, it's, you have to do it like minced you couldn't just grow a whole breast in a jar that'd be i don't think they're doing that but yeah so um but it all kind of depends on whoever prepares it right like you could have the greatest chicken ever get slaughtered and have the greatest chicken Mm -hmm. breast ever but have a three -year three year old prepare it and it'll taste like a (laughs) doo-doo pile (laughs) whereas you could have a crappy piece of chicken prepared by a chef you know so it does depend on who prepares it yeah Obviously. Would you guys try it? I would. I would give it a shot. Why not? Yeah. Why not, right? <laughs> yeah, because that's gross, bro. Yeah. No. I'll eat almost I'm anything. the opposite of whatever a vegan is. A meditarian. Meditarian. Yeah, no, I would try it. You know, it's cheaper than halibut. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag $32 a pound. Hashtag too much. <laughs> yeah, that's too much. Yeah, no, it is cheaper. And in fact, they're actually losing money on it right now because they're selling it even cheaper than that. And so it's not profitable. They just want to get it, you know, they just want to get it out there. There's only two companies, like I said, um, and they just want to get their, their meat out there to be taste tested so that when eventually the costs of the economies of scale does bring the price down, you know, then people are like, hey, I can totally see myself eating this. So, yeah. Can it's, you put a patent on a food-based item? Uh, You can put a, yeah, I mean, if it's a new technology yeah, a new and process, a new way to prepare right? it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a new exactly. If it's, if it's a new process on how to make cultivated meat, then yeah. I have two questions. By the way, real quick before you go, Tish, okay. the U.S. right now, we are actually on the cutting edge with this because there are only two other. I'm sorry, there are two countries total. We are the second country in the world to allow federally allow these lab-grown meats to be consumed and sold, which is pretty crazy. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, Tish. so the first one is, uh, which companies are actually developing this genetically modified meat? And then the other question is. How long did it take them to get to this level of actually releasing into the stores? And like, was it did it take five years, ten years, or how long have they been working on it? Yeah, so that's a good question, Tish, about the company. So that it's, there's two, like I said, right now, and I'm sure you haven't heard of them, but the two companies are called Eat Just, and the other one is Upside Foods. And huh. so yeah, they, they just got approvals. Um, but I believe I don't know the exact timeline, but like I said, there was a lab-grown piece of burger back in 2013. So it's been at least ten years in the making. Okay. At least. That makes sense. Wow. And like I said, it was over a quarter million dollars for that, and whereas now it's you know twenty bucks a pound. So. Picture this. 
<laughs> Picture this. You can take a ride on a submarine for a quarter million, or you could eat a piece of meat. <laughs> hey, too soon. Too, too soon. Way <laughs> Uh, oh boy um uh, yeah you could totally do that uh i think i'll stick with the lab grown meat if i were you guys i'd rather be safe than sorry probably good um, yeah but yeah guys i mean all i know is i think i would try this one day of course whenever it comes to supermarkets which who knows how long that'll be because it's really expensive right now yeah but until that day comes I just want to wrap it up and thank you guys for tuning into this meatball of an episode. Be sure to like us wherever podcasts are available. And also be sure to like our silly little artworks on Instagram. I've been Ethan. You've been Zach. You've been Jared. And you at home have all been informed. Thank you. Bye-bye. Peace out. Lamb chops.